Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. I'm here in Atlanta uh, recording uh, an episode in the middle of the week. And um, God, I look forward to my weekends for sure. I wanted to talk today about something that I come across a lot of clients doing, and I will say for sure, I do this too. Um, It's called shooting. And today's topic is called um, the good shoulds. And when I had a session with a client the other day, um, y'all know I channel, right? And, and the other day, I don't know what was happening, but I, I was on a, on a different plane and, and I just kept channeling such crystal clear information and the beauty of the session that I have with this woman that I'm about to tell you about uh, is that the information that came through was so spot on for her. So today's topic is the good shoulds, how to stop shooting all over yourself. So the other day I was working with this client who was struggling with a nasty inner critic, you know, that the one that, that tells you, you you're not good enough, you're too fat, you're, you're not thin enough, that kind of thing. Uh, you should you shouldn't move forward with something. You know it plagues us all. It reminds us that that nasty inner critic reminds us how inadequate uh, and totally messed up we are, right? And that doesn't mean it's accurate, but it haunts us. So, like I said, we all have that voice, and it really is excruciatingly effective to keep us playing small. Uh, encouraging us to stick to our addictions and believe that we found comfort in the comfort zone of inactivity and mediocrity. When in actuality, that quote-unquote comfort zone, y'all, it really is a very, very painful place to be because that comfort zone really prevents us from growing and eradicating the fears that hold us back. It's very interesting because I was talking about that with, with this, uh, this woman who I'm about to tell you about. I'm going to call her Beth. That's not her real name, but I'm going to call her Beth. But anyway, she's talking about her comfort zone and how, and how that's familiar. And then when she uh, thinks, about, thinks about going outside of that, uh, that that's scary. And I said to her, I said, you know what, Beth? I said, your comfort zone, there's no comfort in it. Familiarity is not comfort. Familiarity is safe. Uh, and it produces a tremendous amount of uh, anxiety for a lot of people, this comfort zone thing. So um, let me just tell you a little bit about her. Um, So my client is a professional woman in her late 40s, really lovely lady. She is great at her job. People seek her out for help all the time, and she truly is one of the most loving human beings I've ever met. Uh, so this, she reached out to me because she uh, had reached a point in her life where she, looked she either changed how she was living or she would continue to die a slow and daily death, literally by kind of emotional suffocation of herself. 
So like I said, we're going to call her Beth. She struggled with food addiction. Um, and just having seen her, she was, she's at least 100 pounds overweight. Well, at least that's how her critical voice manifests her internal struggles is with her food addiction. Um, so growing up, here's a little bit about Beth. Growing up, Beth was taught at a very early age. Uh, and when I was channeling in the session, Spirit identified this age uh, as being about three. And I asked her, I said, was it around three that uh, this, this experience XYZ happened? And she said, yes. So Spirit shared that uh, around three years old, she, it was made very, very clear that she's to keep her mouth shut, that she's not to cause trouble, that she's only acceptable when she's compliant and obedient and pleasing, and uh, that she really uh, wasn't good enough. Uh, and so with an overly critical mother who still lives and who is still very, very critical, Beth learned to feel emotionally inadequate. And what's interesting is that she married a man who she recently described is as critical as her mother. And then she told me that his mother is even a worse version than hers. So she's getting it from all sides. But what I always say is relationships are here to teach us. And then when you have people, multiple people like that in your life, there's a big, big lesson for you to learn. And, and so with Beth. So this, uh, her mother, who regularly made snide and passive-aggressive remarks about food to Beth, the mother-in-law, uh, and she even, listen to this, the mother-in-law went so far as to limit what she served Beth when they came over the house. Two chicken fingers and a salad, right? So can you imagine going over to somebody's house and they're like, okay, well, this is all you get. Um, and I said to Beth, I go, Beth, does this woman have a, an eating disorder? Cause she feels anorexic to me. And she said, yes, as a matter of fact, she does. Um, and so, uh, Beth confirmed that. And, and again, the toxicity is just rampant all in this story, in this amazing woman's life. And she got to a point, she's like, you know what? I feel like a fraud, uh, in my practice and I can't stand living this way. I don't deserve to uh, feel inadequate and criticized all the time. So one of the things that seems to be a theme with most of my clients uh, that really is the deepest way for me to reach the root of their challenge in uh, the fastest way, in all honesty, is to connect with what I call the child state. So within the first session, I'm going to tell you what the child state is and all of that because that's the point of today because I want to teach you about that. Um, so within the first session, we made contact with her child state and connected very, very deeply with her. And her child state was so freaking happy to show up. So after the first session, Beth was beginning to notice the dynamic of her child state and the critical parent state and how they played uh, in an unhealthy way off of each other. And again, I'm going to tell you what that means when I say critical parent state. In the next session, Beth recognized how the trilogy of her child, critical parent, and adult state had been, I guess, really retarded for the lack of a better term. Uh, and after I explain the concept of transactional analysis, I'm going to get a little, little clinical with y'all here. Um, 
as I explained it to Beth, I want y'all to picture a triangle. And on the right side, I want you to see the words critical parent. On the left side of the triangle, I want you to see the word child. On the top, I want you to see the word adult. Now, the way transactional analysis works is that if you're a, for the most part, healthy, well-adjusted human being, your adult state uh, has, is very, very competent in being able to be the intermediary between the critical voices and your vulnerable uh, child state. So that's what I mean by adult, child, and critical parent state. But with Beth and with so many clients of mine that I know, that's why I start at this point, um, the child state has been left vulnerable uh, for, the, for, for the most part, for most of, of the child state's life. So the critical parent has complete and total easy access to continue to traumatize the child. So... I introduced this concept of transactional analysis to Beth, introducing the job of the adult state really is to protect and to be, like I said, the intermediary between the critical parent and the vulnerable child. And all of a sudden she's like, oh my God. And this is a woman who does uh, coaching with other people. She, she's been able to really successfully help other people. And then it's like, boom, she sees the dynamic. So she realized and she told me, she's like, Janice, I don't think my adult state has ever stepped up to protect my little Beth and to keep me safe. And I said, you're probably right. You've been able to do that for everybody else. You just haven't been able to do that for you. And this difference, this connection made all the difference for Beth. And what she's doing now is she's openly uh, having a communication with all parts of herself again. And, and getting to know her adult state is, is a very interesting process for most people because it's foreign. And, and most people who really, really struggle with uh, challenges of self-esteem, self-confidence, um, addiction, in my opinion, um, have a, a, a vulnerable child state that hasn't been protected. And so we have to grow into and grow up these parts of ourselves um, and form a more balanced model of the states that we live in. So what was interesting is that in this session, the second session, uh, remember I told you Beth was overweight and that's, she really came to me because she, she was just sick and tired of feeling the way she felt and she had to lose weight. She said, I spent all my life diet after diet after diet, losing weight, gaining weight, and really hating myself because I kept failing. And then she brought it up again. She goes, so, you know, you know, am I going to have to do or should I do such and such with this diet or that diet? And uh, all of that stuff that she had been doing to try to control the emotions that she had never addressed. And that's what we do when we, when we uh, use drugs, uh, use alcohol, use food, use sex, whatever we do to numb the pain, to believe that we are trying to control the pain, it's rooted, in my opinion, in the child state because there's pain associated with not being able to deal 
with the two challenges that, that are really causing you to use substances. So I told her, you know, we're not going to focus on your weight at all right now. That's not the issue. That's, that's the result, but that's not the issue. And um, so she looked relieved. She's like, oh, you're the first person that's told me that I don't have to worry about dealing with my weight right now. And uh, no one had ever given her that okay. And no one had ever not kicked her ass because she was overweight. So I gave her permission, as most uh, people need uh, when their child stayed struggling. I said, hey, look, bottom line is this. The physical manifestation of your weight is evidence of a larger problem. And we're going to focus solely on forming a beautiful bond with that child state, that part of you that you hate, which is that child state. You've never really gotten to know her. All she's done is cause you pain. And so um, immediately her critical parent came up. You see how quickly these things happen? Um, and the adult hasn't stepped in yet, by the way. If you're hearing the, con- the, the conversation, um, her critical parent took charge and started listing all the things like, you know, you really should be watching, watching what you eat. And, you know, you got all these things to take care of with your kids and with your business and with your husband and blah, 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 blah. And she said, all these shoulds. And I said, wait a minute. You know what? She was becoming very, very visibly distressed. And I was like, hold on for a second. Take a break. I said, I'm going to help you in a very, very different way than anybody has ever helped you before. And I want you to relate to you, the shoulds in your life in a good way. And Spirit gave me this, the, these two words, uh, the good shoulds. And uh, this is a new concept that came up, uh, but it was very specifically targeted towards her. And I was like, you know what? I got to share this with my listeners because y'all need to hear this too. They're called the good shoulds. And these shoulds, they bring joy, not pain. So she tipped her head. (laughs) It was so funny because we were connecting through Skype and she tipped her head to the right as an animal would do just if it heard a high pitched noise. And I was like, yes, I have confused the shit out of her. And when I can do that with a client, it means they're, they're open. I have this moment where they're open for me to drop in a coping skill uh, and teach it and, and break through whatever behavioral patterns that they have been using for their entire life. And so I had her uh, first make a list of what her child state uh felt like were good shoulds and so she did that gave her some time in the session and I said okay well what did little Beth say and she said well she wants to dance and sing and um and she wants us to write the book and she wants us to have fun and take walks okay so I said so she wants to do things that are light and fun right she said yeah I said ah very interesting twist on the shoulds huh she said yeah didn't even think about that And then I said, you know what, I'm going to go a step further with you. So now, Beth, as you, as the adult, I want you to write a list of good shoulds. Um, Things like uh, walking, taking care of yourself. Uh, And I didn't give her too many suggestions because I wanted to see what she was going to come up with. So she said, you know what, Um, riding down the river in an inner tube, spending time with my friends, making time every day to write the book that she wants to write. I said, that's fantastic. How do those shoulds feel? 
She goes, I feel pretty good. I talked to people a lot about shoulds, and I talked to Beth about shoulds. And I said, you know what? Here are some of the shoulds that are good. You should take time out for yourself. You should make sure that uh, you take care of your health because it makes you feel good. You should do things on your own behalf that allow you to feel good about yourself. You should have relationships in your life that only enhance and support you and make you feel good. You should let go of relationships and people that aren't good for you. So those are just some of the good shoulds, right? So I asked her, like I said, how those shoulds felt. She said, oh, God, that feels so nice. I said, no pain, huh? She said, no pain. I said, let me ask you, what shoulds do you have in your life that plague you? And are you aware that your critical voice is controlling that? So she told me, I, I should be cooking. I should be cleaning. I should be more conscious of my time. I should be, be eating healthier. I should look better. All these things. And I'm telling you, as I told Beth, when you tell yourself or hear yourself telling yourself that you should do something and it doesn't feel good, it signals a few things, in my opinion. One, that you really aren't taking action in a way that you should that would propel you forward and you feel guilty because you know you're like, God, something's getting in the way. I should be uh, growing my business. I should be uh, exercising. I should be calling that person back. I should be responding to that email. I should be paying that bill. And you know those things are for your best interest, but you don't do them. So you have this beautiful, crazy eight of um, uh, guilt and shame. So the resistance uh, has gotten you to hold, gotten a hold of you, and you're giving in. Resistance. I have I have a, a podcast episode on resistance. If if you don't understand how it's playing into your life and playing out in your life, please go listen to that podcast. So that's the first one. So you're really not taking action uh, in the way that would propel you forward. The second is that you're being too hard on yourself. And as a result, you've become immobilized and you feel shame about never achieving what you want to achieve. Literally, like you, you have criticized yourself to uh, immobilization. The third is that you're practicing an old habit that you know doesn't work for you anymore. And at one time or another, you've worked around it, but continue to get stuck more often than not. Okay, so these are just three facets of the reasons why we get into this crazy loop of shoulds. And I'm telling you those three reasons, and I'm sure there's some other reasons too. But those are the three that seem to come up a lot for my clients. So do, do any of these sound familiar to you? If so, I want you to think about Beth, and I want you to think about her story. And even though Beth and I have just begun to work together, I can honestly tell you that she's made great strides just with these few ideas, with the good shoulds, with connecting to little Beth, with being aware of her critical parent, with forming a new relationship with the adult part of herself who is solely responsible for keeping her protected. 
if you remember, I don't know uh, if, if you listen, even uh, listen to this, uh, the podcast episode that I previously did called Mini-Me, the inner, inner guru uh, that can help you achieve anything. I believe that's what it's called. Please go back and listen to that. It will truly help you understand all about your child state and how influential it is uh, on your emotions and your actions. Um, it's, it's hugely important. It's a concept I use all the time in my work with clients to really help them change their lives and get more in control uh, and have more emotional mastery. So her goal is to arrive at a healthy weight, but not lose weight because she and others think she's fat. And in my opinion, what I've seen over and over and over again is as we connect with this child state, as we form a bond and call on our adult state, we have a a healthy defense against our critical state, critical parent state. And because of that, I know that for Beth, the weight will fall off of her as she continues to repair the trust within herself uh, that that she can and she's going to allow herself to stand in harm's way from any criticism from anybody within or outside of her. She's going to automatically begin to make decisions about how she chooses healthy behaviors and those decisions are going to become her lifestyle. She will automatically do that. Look, we all have shoulds. There's a saying, I don't know if y'all have heard this, if you should enough all over yourself, if you should enough, you should all over yourself. And we all know how much we, uh, how much our shoulds stink, right? Especially when we step in them and then uh, carry it with us on our shoe. And I use that analogy because each of you can relate to doing that. Uh, so if this resonates with you, take time to connect with your inner guru, your child state. Take time to connect with the adult state and build a loving, loving and trustworthy relationship with, uh, with those two aspects. Um, And if you're ready like Beth was to truly finally take your life back, really to do whatever it takes because nothing else has worked, reach out to me. I got a lot of skill sets on my side. I got 27 years as a therapist. I learned a lot of stuff over time, Uh, not only clinically, but working with clients. And then y'all, I got this whole spiritual team that allows me to help people fast. I tell people what I do is not magic and I don't profess to be a magician at all. People will make progress or they won't. Y'all have to come to the plate and I'll meet you there hundred percent. But what I do works. If you feel like this has been helpful, please hop over to iTunes, rate and review my podcast. Um, I would love that. The more ratings and reviews I get, Uh, The more people find out about me, and please tell people if you uh, feel like any of these episodes are helpful. I would love that. The more people I can reach, the better. If you'd like a reading around anything, connect with a loved one who's passed. Uh, If you want a reading around a relationship, love, business, finances, path and purpose, past life, anything, uh, reach out to me. It'd be my pleasure to read for you. Uh, And also... Like I said, if you're ready to truly change your life because you are sick and tired, I mean really sick and tired of living the way you're living and you want better for yourself, reach out to me, 404-558-3971 or email me, Janice at JaniceRCohen.com.
As always, I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 